Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. I'm super excited about this episode because even though it's now November, and maybe some of your Christmas decorations are already up, we are going to travel back in time to early September when I had the opportunity to sit down with these next guests. So if you hear us talking about warm weather or feeling fall coming on, please don't think that we are crazy. We just wanted to save this episode for this week because there is a very special event happening in just a few days, so stay tuned to learn all about it. While you're at it, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at BGCFKY to learn more about who we are and what we do here at BGCF because our November is going to be jam packed with exciting giving and do-good opportunities. These two ladies joining the show today are from Frankfurt, Franklin County, and the love they have for that community radiates through every room they're in. They are excited to kick off a very special initiative this week, and we can't wait to introduce them to you. Here is Teresa Barton and Leanne Snelling. doing great. Wonderful. You had a nice drive this morning. Beautiful in the rain. Yes. It was rainy. I'm not mad about the rain, though. I'm ready for some cooler weather to come in. Me too. I'm ready for pumpkins and cooler weather. Now, I'm typically a spooky person, but I'm also a summer baby. I was born in June. I love the sun. I'm completely over it this year. I can't do it anymore. I'm an August baby, and I know that August is usually brutal in Kentucky with the humidity. So, as much as I love the heat, uh, I am kind of ready for a little bit of uh, at I least. I need a breeze. Yeah, give so me some, a breeze of some, some sort. Less humidity. <laughs> that would work great. I'm a gardener, um, and I'm over it. Okay. I I have given up. Yeah. I I can't even. Can't do I it. I just can't anymore. Now in my office, we are propagating vines, which I've never done before. I don't have a green thumb. 
I've never been able to keep anything alive, but I'm doing okay with this one. It's sitting in a little window seal. It's looking really good, so Aww. I'm very proud of it. I'm hoping that in a few years it's going to be massive, and I can say I got this on my first day at BGCF, and now very look cool. at how much it's grown. <laughs> now, we have so much to talk about, but before we really dive into the reason that we're here, I want to learn a little bit more about you two as individuals and public servants. So why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got started. Well, um, gosh, there's so much. You know, I just had my birthday in August, so therefore, you know, I'm 61 now, so I've got a little bit of uh, years behind me. Probably my first exposure to public service uh, was when I was in the tornado as a kid. I was 12 and uh, took everything we had, April 3rd, 1974. And you know, when folks come out and they bring food and clothes and they care for you and help clean up, you it, it's just a different feeling because you're used to being very independent and doing your own thing and your family manages it all. So when you needed help, it was just a little bit different to be on that side of it. And then over the years, I volunteered for numerous organizations, but um, I was also elected as county judge executive in originally 19... 19- 98 and the second time 2002 and I had that opportunity to give back we had floods in March 1997 I was deputy county judge at the time and being able to truly give and help and clean and do all those things it just it was a good feeling to be on the other side of it Mm -hmm. so um, but through all the organizations that we've worked with or I've worked with over the years you know, probably the women's shelter in Frankfurt is one of the ones that has meant the most to me, which sort of brought us to looking at doing an, an event. And then it sort of evolved, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in more detail oh, yeah. later. But um, that's me. I, um, you know, have been elected currently. I will throw this in really quick. I am running for Senate in the 20th District, which encompasses Franklin, Owen, Gallatin, Carroll, part of Boone and Kenton. Mm. So um, I've got that going on. But this was really uh, sort of hatched way before that even happened. Mm -hmm. But um, my sidekick here, we talked about it through the pandemic and just got really excited. And then it just seemed to fall into place. Now it's happening. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. What about you? Um, I grew up in Frankfurt. Probably my first act of service that I can recall is having a carnival when I was in the fourth grade to raise funds for muscular dystrophy. Mm. And I I had seen some, the Jerry Lewis telethon. Yep. And I had seen that and I went to my parents and I said, I think I need to raise money for this and I wanna have a carnival. I was nine. So we did, we had a neighborhood carnival and we raised like $300. <laughs> With this for a nine-year-old, that's impressive. <laughs> I mean, but but it felt so good. And then, you know, I've always been involved in things at church, and I'm real active now in church, always have been. So there have always been, you know, all kinds of – there's plenty to do. Mm-hmm. There's so much that needs to be done, and, and there's not enough time to do it. Um, as work goes, um, I worked in state government for years and years. I retired from state government – at 42, um, went to work teaching college. I did that for a while. Then I went into the public school system in Frankfurt, taught there for a while. When my kids went to college, I went back to work in state government, which is where I am now. Okay. Um, and I'll work, um, you know, till till I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Till I don't. Till I don't. Now, 
you have to know, it's embarrassing, but the only experience that I remember having in Frankfurt was when I was in, I think I was in 10th grade, and I was selected to be a page for the House of Representatives, and I showed up. It was just a one-day program at the time. I don't know if it's still a one-day program, but we showed up. I was ready to get on the floor, and then I fainted, and I had the flu. Didn't know, but I fainted on the house floor, and it was miserable. So to say that I'm not very familiar with Frankfurt and Franklin County as a whole is an understatement, I'd say. So if you had to talk to someone who didn't know much about Frankfurt or Franklin County, what would be one of the things that you would want them to know? Well, that's a hard one because there's such history there. And, you know, not only the seat of capital, the capital of the Commonwealth, but, you know, we have so many historic buildings and, you know, just the history of distilleries and just, like I said, there's so many things to talk about. It's even you know, hard mm-hmm. to, to be, know where to begin. You know, Daniel Boone's grave, um, just the, the streets of downtown, you know, it is, it's relatively small town, even though we have about 50,000 residents, I guess, city and county combined. So it is a small town and it's a state government town. Um, Buffalo Trace is a huge presence uh, in Franklin County. But that's probably some of the things that I would think about. You probably have a different thought. I would talk about the river, Mm. the river that runs through Franklin County. Um, I would also suggest for somebody coming to Frankfurt that they take a little riverboat ride. And there's a a place in Frankfurt that that provides those. Um, I think they're $7 for a a one-hour ride Mm -hmm. up the river. And they actually give you a historic tour of Frankfurt from the river. Um, and we recently did that. I've, you know, I've lived in Frankfurt all my life, but it was, I learned things mm-hmm. on that tour. Um, but, but as Teresa said, there's so much history there um, that even when you live there, I think a lot of people don't really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just walking around downtown, it's historic building after historic building after historic building. And it's it's just a very rich historical town. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very evident that you all love Frankfurt, you love Franklin County, you love the surrounding counties. I want to talk a little bit about the, the Frankfurt mm-hmm. Cares Coalition. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is and how that got started? The Frankfurt Cares Coalition is still actually in the formation stage mm-hmm. right now. And... Currently, we have lots and lots of wonderful organizations in Frankfurt who are trying to bridge the gap of food insecurity, housing insecurity, all of all of those things. Because in Frankfurt, as in every other town, it's evident and it's growing, unfortunately. Um, so the CARES Coalition is going to be an umbrella no pun intended. Ah. No pun intended. An umbrella agency that is going to encompass all of those agencies that, like the women's shelter, um, the food pantry, senior citizens, all all of the the groups that are providing services to the same people, basically, and they will be able under the CARES Coalition umbrella, they'll be able to. Um, apply for additional grant money that you can't as a very small organization, Mm -hmm. but you can as a larger one. And they'll be able to share resources. 
um, which is really what we all need to be doing mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. is working together instead of being divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, so this coalition is just starting up now. They're getting their paperwork in order and they're just forming the board. Um, this fall, at some point, it'll be up and running. And that's what this project is about to fund mm-hmm. that to get get them startup money so that they can get going. But we're really excited about it. And let me add, so I, I think from a governmental standpoint, which is a lot of my view, that it provides more of a clearinghouse of one overseeing group where government can then contribute to a 501c3, and then there's a lot more accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, it's not that there's any doubt that they're working hard. It's just sometimes when they overlap and you're doing dual service or there may be some um, duplication, that something like that organization would help sort of eliminate that so everyone could be served better. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point, I think, of the, what they decided to do with the city of Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about this project that's yes. coming up. Yes. Tell us every, tell us everything. We mentioned umbrellas, and that kind of felt like an Easter egg. So <laughs> let's, let's hear it. It looks like an Easter egg, too. <laughs> During COVID, um, we were all home, of course. of course. I was working from home. Everybody was working from home, I think. And I think we found that we talked on the phone a lot more. And Teresa and I talked daily yeah. for, it, it seems, hours um, about everything. It, we solved all the problems of the world, I believe. <laughs> but during those conversations, we, we talked about wanting to do something, something different and something meaningful, you know, something to give back. And we came upon Teresa had seen umbrella alleys in other places and we started talking about them and we decided that we wanted to help create an umbrella alley in downtown Frankfurt to both help with the tourism effort in downtown Frankfurt because downtown organizations everywhere across the country are struggling to Mm -hmm. try to reinvigorate you know their customer base So we wanted to put it downtown, but we also wanted to raise money for some group. And we decided on the CARES Coalition. And we sort of just let it simmer for a while because it was COVID. And, you know, we we couldn't really do anything. We were just talking. And I guess about February or March, maybe. February or March. um, I called the – we had a new city manager in Frankfurt, and I called her and said, hey – We'd like to do this, but we need your help. And she said, fabulous. Come down. Let's talk. And it was off and running before we knew it. And now the Umbrella Alley will be installed with a ribbon cutting in November. And we are currently raising money. We're trying to get our sponsors together and raise individual funds as well um, to raise money for the startup for this CARES Coalition. So originally... You know, I, my thought was, you know, let's look at the women's shelter because it's in a place that I'd worked with since its inception. And when we started talking with Blair Hecker with the city and, and Laura Hag, the city manager, she mentioned, they said, well, wait a minute, we have a CARES coalition already established. It's in the process of being finalized, you know, sometime late summer, early fall. And we thought, wait a minute, that does make sense. You know, rather than just having one entity and then where's the location? How are we going to do this? How will this work? Well, the city of Frankfurt stepped up and they said, let us do design. 
Let us help you from an engineering standpoint to make sure this is viable. Uh, let's select an alley. Let's, 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 let's. So they, everything right. turned into something pretty exciting. So it is now to where we have a budget. We have receiving entities and organizations. We've been working with everyone from banks to local folks, groups, clubs, people in the community who are wanting to be part of it because it's so exciting. Right. As Leanne mentioned, you know, not only will this benefit the CARES Coalition, but it's going to be aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. And then we have an alley called Catfish Alley. So fun. Kind of a unique little thing yes. here. Um, so it goes right into Broadway, which would be the west end, I guess, from the Old Capitol. So the Old Capitol sits on Broadway, mm-hmm. lots of cool shops, you know, running along there from Serafini, completely Kentucky, Coffee Tree Cafe. I'm going to miss something, I'm sure. But down to Broadway Clay on the other end. Um, the Foundry, which is a really cool place. The Cooperage is a little uh, pub-like bar, fun little place to stop in, have live music. Mm-hmm. So this Catfish Alley feeds right onto Broadway. And, you know, the alleys are, you know, sometimes they're a little unkept or they're... A little dark. Yeah, it's an alley. Yeah. Um, but to make it very pleasing and exciting and colorful, we thought, what a better place. That mm-hmm. would be the great location. So it has been chosen as the location. And the engineering team at the city of Frankfurt, they're working on design now. So like she said, we're working on sponsorships. So we're needing those key sponsors, those folks who really want to invest in the community and just be part of this exciting event. So Now, this project is called Give Me Shelter. Yes. And we've mentioned that is it is an umbrella alley. Yes. Now... Some people just may not know what that is, so explain that a little bit. We know that it's going to be colorful, and we know it's going to be bright, but some people could think it's umbrellas coming out of the ground, but it's absolutely not going to be umbrellas coming out of the ground. What is that going to look like? The umbrellas are actually going to create sort of an arch over the alley. So it'll be above you. The umbrellas will be hanging down. They'll have a light installation in and around the umbrellas, um, that we'll be able to light them up in different colors if mm-hmm. we want to. We can do them for uh, pink breast cancer awareness month. We can, but it'll be all different colors of umbrellas. And they will be up for about eight to nine months of the year. We mm-hmm. will take them down in the winter just to preserve the integrity sure. of the umbrellas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just going to be a, a beautiful, beautiful sight. But when you look up, literally above you will be covered with umbrellas and lights. Why umbrellas? Well, you know, I first when I first saw um, anything even similar, it was it was really in Europe and I didn't know that it was a thing here. But part of um, the downtown uh, Main Street program, I think is what it's called. I, I work for the county, so city program sometimes I don't have as much familiarity, but I do know that this is not unique. It's something that's been going, you know, around the, the nation, but around the world, I guess. And it's just sort of a destination, if you will. So fun selfie spots, but it just seemed everything went hand in hand. So the umbrella organization of the CARES Coalition that oversees and serves as a clearinghouse for that multiple organizations. But give me shelter. This whole benefit is for people to have security, to feel shelter, to be safe. And then you look at the Umbrella Alley itself, that it represents that give me shelter. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It just, it just worked out like that. It worked out. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also happy and yeah. bright and cheerful 
And honestly, in today's world, we need a little more Mm -hmm. of that. We need something that's just going to make us smile. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's I think that's a lot of what we're about. You know, I mean, give somebody something to smile about. Right. And if that's umbrellas, we'll take it. Exactly. Where are you getting the umbrellas? Because there has to be a, a lot that has to be purchased. Right. Well, they have worked. Uh, matter of fact, Blair Hecker has been a godsend to this project. She's fantastic. She is amazing. Um, so she has done a lot of research. She's called the folks in Kentucky that she's aware of to find out where did you get them, talk about resiliency, talk about, you know, fabric, mm-hmm. every every detail. You know, how many, I think they're called spines or something, I forget what they're mm-hmm. called, but there's, you know, I'm talking about an umbrella. The, the metal pieces. Yes, yes. yes. The, people, the things that hold it together that, you know, that create the stability of the umbrella. Um, so she's done a lot of research to make sure that what we're selecting has a long life to it, that it will you know, hold up over time that will say vibrant. So she's on that. <laughs> you know, there's some things you just stay out of the lane and yeah. let her <laughs> let her run with it. Just pray about it and move on. Exactly. 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 And she's so good at it. Oh, she's so great. She's yeah. fantastic. Great detail. Um, now, this can't be an easy undertaking. There has to be a lot of people who are working toward this project and this coalition. If there are people listening who want to be more involved or want to donate, what steps can they take to be in touch and get more involved? What's the immediate need that you all need right now? Money. Contributions. Everybody's looking for money. Exactly. Money dollars. So it's not just, so the sponsorships that we're looking for locally, that would be specifically for the construction of the installation. Mm -hmm. So what we're looking for are those additional contributions. You have an extra $25 and you want to contribute. You can go to the Bluegrass Community Foundation, which you can tell a little bit more about that just a moment, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But they can actually go there. There's a link. They can easily contribute. Um, And those small contributions will go a long way because it will directly impact those organizations that will benefit in the end. So that's what we're hoping, that we can mm-hmm. get the installation covered, taken care of by the big sponsors, those folks who want to be anchor and alley sponsors, and who will you know, serve as those key folks to make the larger contributions. So that for, or therefore, we can be a stakeholder, if mm-hmm. you will. So if you just feel good about contributing to a community, helping them do better, and helping those who really need a little hand up, during this time, uh, you can make that small contribution. Just everyone can make $25. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you feel like you've got a little more to give, we'd love for you to do that as well. But that way you can be part of this. You can help those in need. And you know, lots of folks are raising money right now. They're really working hard. I'm one of them. But we also have very beneficial projects like this and churches and you know, mm-hmm. lots of organizations, but this will directly impact how they serve the folks who need in Franklin County. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're after. We're hoping, and we really appreciate the Bluegrass Community Foundation stepping up. That right oh, there. We love you guys. It just brought it together. Yeah, it, it made did. it happen. Otherwise, we were really struggling on how to get that 501c3 up quickly, mm-hmm. get it standing, you know, get the, the financial aspect of it and that fiduciary responsibility handled. So you guys are great. Thanks. We appreciate that so much. Of course. We appreciate you guys. You all are the coolest. I'm so excited for these umbrellas. Now, when when are things happening? There's going to be a ribbon cutting. Is that going to be open to the public? When can yes. people expect the umbrellas to be up? November 9th is the opening. It'll be the ribbon cutting. It'll be, of course, it'll be technically up before then because they're not going to be up that day, you know, putting up umbrellas. But that's the big kickoff. We're going to have a reception at the Foundry 
and it is uh, also the day after election day. <laughs> so and it's going to be a busy weekend. It's be a busy week. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But um, but November 9th they will be up. They will also be up in time. The following day, November 10th, is the opening of uh, Frankfurt's Candlelight Tour, which is sort of the kickoff to the holiday season that Frankfurt has every year. It's I don't know how long the Candlelight Tour has been going on. 30. Long time. 30, 35 years probably. Um, but, you know, they have all kinds of events down, downtown. So we're really excited that the umbrellas are going to be up and lit for those events that following weekend. It's going to so be gorgeous. It's going to happen quickly. Yeah. Yes. Now, before we move on to segment two, because segment two is very much about you two as individuals, which Ooh. I'm very excited about, I want to give you all an opportunity to talk about really in the, the door is open. Anything that you want to highlight, anything that you want to cover with Give Me Shelter, with the CARES Coalition, this moment is your all's, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Well, <laughs> Kentuckians, you know, we have a wonderful commonwealth, and I'm, I'm honored that I was elected a couple times and I got to serve a community. And that was from a governmental aspect, the government needs. But look at what we've done in Kentucky and what we've been through. If you go back, just the pandemic itself, how we've, you know, everyone just got through it somehow. And But we survived. We persevered. But we also lost a lot of loved ones. And to try to do something positive, we're such a polarized nation right now. And that's unfortunate because we have so many great things occurring and so many things happening. Look at Western Kentucky and what they suffered with, you know, the tornadoes. Look at all those miracles that occurred, all the things that people did. They, they left their homes and their churches and they took off and then went to Western Kentucky. And then here we are, fast forward, what, a couple months later, and then we have these horrendous floods and we lost lives and homes and all those things. So to try to look at the positive sometimes it's hard because mm-hmm. you've you've had a personal loss and you know we've all had personal losses you have mm-hmm. and but you've got to live for tomorrow and live for yourself today but also live for others because our individual lives are a reflection of what's going on around us and you can always look for the good you can mm-hmm. always look for the happy I look at my almost two-year-old granddaughter and my five-year-old grandson who just started kindergarten. And to me, that's what it's all about. And that's why I do what I do. It's what I do. It's why I do public service. It's why I'm still working. Because I want to make sure that I leave them with a better Kentucky than I found. Mm-hmm. And I found a pretty darn good Kentucky <laughs> <laughs> when I got here. But we've all suffered. And like Leanne said, you don't know what someone's going through. You don't know what kind of day they're having. But if you can be that bright spot in their day, I mean, I just think about you, your brother taking off, you know, you're now here, (laughs) you're sort of an island, Mm -hmm. but you have other people, you have us. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm so glad, Courtney, that we've gotten to know you just a little bit in a short time, but, you know, be there for someone else Mm -hmm. because they need it. You know, don't be that difficult person in traffic. I can be that way sometimes. It's frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, you know, be that be that smiling face, and you know, give the nod to someone when you're walking down the street. That's what we are in Kentucky. We yeah. have the Southern hospitality, whether we're a, a state of the South or not. <laughs> you know, we're we're very unique because we are a Commonwealth, and I think just make sure we bring that common good to our 
our fellow Kentuckians. This is the first time I've got teary-eyed on the podcast, which is a surprise. <laughs> I'm a I'm a cancer baby, so we are very emotional. And so I'm surprised I haven't been sobbing yet. <laughs> well, I'm a Leo, so... Uh, oh, great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we can put the shield up. Yes, we love it. <laughs> okay, we are going to go into segment two, which is what we like to call our BGCF Fast Facts. You have to move your hands like that when you do it. Fast facts. And it's where I'm going to ask you both a question. And without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? Psychology moment. Ready. What are you reading right now? The Shack. Oh. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think it's called, isn't it terrible? You've read half of it. Power to Power. People to people. What is it called? It's by Jacobs. It's, it's uh, not power to power. It's, it's people um, to people. It's or on something. my nightstand. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I, know, I, I bought it recently, and you know how it is. I will read uh, statutes and history of uh, what I'm working on and where I'm going to be tomorrow, and then I'll try to read it, and then I fall asleep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as long as we're reading, th- yes, the title will come. It will. What are you watching right now? Well, I'm waiting for the next season of Yellowstone. Honestly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been watching a lot of movies lately. I don't have a series I'm watching right now, so I'm finding kind of feel-good movies okay. because I'm kind of in that feel-good place right now where I need comfort more mm-hmm. than anything else. So I've I've had a run of just random, easy movies. Are we talking rom-coms? Um, no, not as much. Usually something set in the country mm. where living is easy and life is good, you know. <laughs> Love it. I'm watching nothing. Nothing. I am listening to podcasts. I When I go to sleep or lay down, you know, or get a, a moment, I'm usually doing my social media for my campaign. <laughs> um, I am reading about the organization that I'll be speaking with on the following day. Uh, so I'm really not watching anything right yeah. now. Busy lady. Busy yeah. lady. Well, speaking of podcasts, what are you listening to right now? I'm listening to a podcast about living off the grid. I can't think of what the name of it. Pantry Chat. That's what the name of it is. Oh, that's very fun. Pantry Chat. But- I've always said that if I had the opportunity to be out in the woods somewhere, I think I could make it work. Now, like I said earlier, I don't have a green thumb, so I'll have to bring others with me who can... I can go with you. Yes. It would be great. I'd be a really good roommate. Let's yeah. let's think let's about talk. it. <laughs> I'm a survivor, so I can help with Girl yes, Scout stuff. Yes, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was the question again? What are you listening to right now? So, because I will be on different stations, different programs, I've been trying to do, again, the research. So, my old Kentucky podcast, mm-hmm. um, it's just according to if it's hospital-oriented, if it's chamber of commerce-oriented. So, I'm just trying to listen to things to sort of be briefed and educated on. Again, most everything is focused on the <laughs> All work and no play. Listen, but... I do it's listen 70 to, days? That's true. Okay. 70 days. I do work in the energy efficiency business. That's mm-hmm. I've been doing that for almost 15 years or going on 15 years. So sometimes I will have to listen to something like, you know, battery cell sure. stuff and yeah. yeah, efficiency things. All the feel good battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Electric, you know, yeah. microgrids, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. So I'm exciting. Yeah. What are you eating right now? Very little. Very little. Yeah. Lots of tomatoes. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you put anything on the tomatoes? I like, you know, I like them always. I like a tomato with just a little salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. I like tomatoes with some fresh mozzarella and a little balsamic. Mm-hmm. I, I've never met a tomato I don't love. Same, same. Whatever I can grab out of the refrigerator on my way to wherever I'm going. <laughs> when or, you're running. <laughs> or, or at an event, they may have some little uh, hors d'oeuvres. So that's yes. unfortunately kind of what I've been eating lately. 70 days. Exactly. 70 days. <laughs> what are you most scared of? Whew. Losing my parents. Mm-hmm. Both my parents are 84. Yeah. And I think that probably is my greatest fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say very. my dad is, um, he'll be 92. He's at Thompson Hood. He's a veteran. Um, and the idea of him not being here mm-hmm. is, uh, is very concerning. But probably, uh, it, you know, you hate to be negative at all. But I think about the grandchildren and things that we've had to go through in Absolutely. the past few years and just their future. Mm-hmm. And it's not I'm afraid. It's just more concerned. Right. But then again, I told my son the other day that my parents were concerned about the future as well. You know, it's great. I was raised in the late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Times weren't great. Interest rates were high. Gas prices were crazy. Uh, lots happening in the world. Everything from you know, JFK to Martin Luther King, on and on, and wars breaking out, Vietnam, all those things were going on, and we think today is rough and bad, mm-hmm. but it's no different. But mm-hmm. we all still have that same concern for the future. What are you most proud of? My kids. Um, Brian's 25, Elizabeth's 23. They both graduated. They both have good jobs. They're both good people you know they're Mm -hmm. just good humans and um, definitely my pride and joy yep I would say my boys as well Mm -hmm. they both have wonderful wives and you know a child each and another one on the way (sighs) yes so that's pretty exciting Um, yeah it's just you know you work so hard and I was a parent at a very early age Mm -hmm. so knowing that my you know, oldest son now is functioning and doing well and has a beautiful, wonderful wife and a mm-hmm. great grand or great kid. So, yeah, I think that's that would be something yeah. I'm very proud of. Mm. What are you most looking forward to? Um, grandchildren, I think. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little while. Sure. But, but I, you know, my, my son has told me I, I was a single mom most of their life. Mm-hmm. And he's told me from the time he was a little bitty boy that, Mom, when when I have a house of my own, I'm going to have some land, and I'm going to build you a little cottage in the backyard, and I'm going to take care of everything, and I'm going to plant you a garden, whatever mm. you want, and um, I want you to live there so that my kids can just run out the back door and go to your house whenever and and I, I've and he still says that mm-hmm. at 25, mm-hmm. he still says the same thing, and um, I think one day that'll be the case. That's gonna happen. Yeah, mm. I'm probably looking forward to in this order, <laughs> <laughs> November 8th, uh, the holidays. Love the holidays. Being sworn in to the Senate, mm-hmm. and then a grandson in February. Oh my God! So there's so many exciting things it's happening. <laughs> Everything is happening. <laughs> it really is. Sorry, I didn't mean to, just to no, scream I in your love ears, it. but it's I just so it. exciting. Who do you look up to? 
Oh, I'm sure it's my parents. Mm-hmm. They they are salt of the earth people. My dad was a Union tool and die maker, served in the Korean War, and he's he's been Moroc for as long as I can remember, even as a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom, she, I'll say it, she never finished high school. Eastern Kentucky, Southern, well, more of the, the roots of, yeah. of uh, the hill, the foothills of, hill mm-hmm. of Eastern Kentucky, but worked hard her entire life. She was a waitress. She worked in a factory, but she raised all three of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they've, they did good. Mm-hmm. person I looked up to the most, and unfortunately she's passed now, was my Aunt Linda. It was my dad's only sister. She passed about two and a half years ago um, to dement- Alzheimer's dementia. Um, she was the most giving soul ever to walk the face of this earth. Everything she did was about doing something for somebody else. She, um, she was the director of the men's shelter for years. She worked for the Catholic Church doing youth ministry for years. She, uh, her, every job she ever had in her life was something about giving back. Mm -hmm. And she had the best heart of anybody I've ever known. Why do you love your community? Well, I, I you know, being there since I was as long as I, and like I said, an infant. You know, we moved, um, was born actually in Berea, but moved to Frankfurt when I was just an infant. And I think it's just such a caring community. It's solid. It's safe. You know, you feel, you know people there. You know, it's sort of like the the series Cheers, mm-hmm. you know, you, everyone knows your name. Yeah. And, and not everyone knows your name, but most people do. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people know you. They know your family. You feel a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the size of our community, a lot of people are all negative about, oh, it's so small. There's no place, to, you know, no place to go, nothing to do. You, no place to eat. There are. There are mm-hmm. lots of places to, to go and be and do things. Um, but I think it's just because it's such a cohesive community, um, being the capital. People come and go. You know, General Assembly comes in. Folks come and go along the way. But the heart of our community is just very, uh, just a very cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're there for each other. What I love most about Frankfurt is the love. I mean, it, truly, that's what it is. It's that. You know, I can I, I live in the outskirts of Frankfurt. I'm not downtown. But when I go downtown, I'm never concerned. I, I park my car, I get out, and I know that I'm going to walk down the street and see people that I know and people that I love and people to talk to and people to go have dinner with and people to... Um, you know, and, and my church is downtown, and I, I walk in my church, and it's home. I grew up in that church. Um, I, You know, I know every nook and cranny of that church, and it's a big church. <laughs> and, you know, I, I know where the Advent candles are kept, and I, I know where the brooms are, and I know where the extra ceiling tiles are kept. <laughs> And and But I think that's how Frankfurt is if you if you live there and truly live there. Not you have a house there, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Some people have a house in Frankfurt; they don't really live there. Right? They have a house, and then when they want to do something, they go to Lexington or they go to Louisville or they go to Cincinnati. I, I live there. Teresa lives there. 
on Friday nights, we're downtown because there's a con- there's a, some kind of a concert going on. Mm-hmm. You know, last Friday there was a, a pop-up concert downtown to raise money for the flood victims. And there were people all the way up and down the street and on the old Capitol lawn. And, and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Why do you love yourself? Wow. I guess because I feel like I want to give to others. I want to contribute. I want to make a difference. And I was taught to be that way, but it's also a good feeling. Mm-hmm. So I would say just being generous is probably something that I really try to do. I strive to do. Um, being a good Christian, because I know what that means. Um, I guess that's probably about it. I mean, it's not that I don't love myself, but to actually put that into it's a tough into question words, to yeah, into words. Um, I guess because I want others to do well, and I I sincerely mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the easy answer is because I'm one of God's children, mm-hmm. and that really should be the only reason you need. But but you know, I mean, I. I think I have a good heart, and I, I think I want what's best for people, and I'll I try to help people when I can, and sometimes even when I can't. Now, last question: Tell us where we can stay updated with Give Me Shelter. How we can stay updated with the Frankfurt Cares Coalition. How can we stay updated with you all as individuals? Tell us the the ats. Well, you can go to the Bluegrass Community Foundation uh, website, and you can look down through there and find the Give Me Shelter um, spot to contribute and get information. Um, We are working on getting at least a Facebook page together, so we wanted to make sure we had everything in place before we started that, so we want to get that together. should be easy to find. Uh, It will just probably be the Frankfurt Umbrella Alley Project, Mm -hmm. Give Me Shelter. That should be, um, and I'd say by the first of next week, that'll be great going, Mm -hmm, right? So it'll be up quickly, great. Um, I don't mind to give my email, that's not a problem. It's Teresa T E R E S A dot Barton B A R T O N dot K Y at Gmail and send me anything, thoughts, ideas, whatever the case may be. That would be just fine. Um, you can reach me. My email is Leanne Snelling L E E A N N. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G at gmail.com or feel free to um, send me a message on Facebook or friend me on Facebook. We're all friends here. We're all friends. <laughs> We're all friends. <laughs> yes. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your morning with me. Thank this you. This has been so great. I always love starting the morning with the podcast because I feel very recharged and ready to go. And then I think about why I love myself and my community, and it just brings all the good vibes. So I really appreciate you we all. Did. And we yeah, love we you, too. To, yeah, we do, too. We didn't get to ask you questions. I know that's not the whole point of it. Oh, yeah. We can do, do lunch. Yes. We'll do lunch, yes. too. Please. Yes. That would be fantastic. Let's do. Yes. All right. You all come back and we will see you all next time thank Thank you you. thanks so much Bye. bye thank you so much for joining us today on the do good radio hour brought to you by bluegrass community foundation we'll be back next week right here on radio lex or you can listen to us anytime on apple podcasts in the meantime you can follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok at bgcfky or visit us on our website at bgcf.org to stay updated on all the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. 
Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LPFM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.